Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Take a brain. Trying to find my earpiece. There it is. Can you hear me now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's a good day. Today is a good day. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What you been up to, ma'am? Not a whole lot, not a whole lot, just trying to get stuff done. Trying to get stuff done, so I gotta get I gotta get better with uh with my time. Yeah. It's like you dragging stuff out, so you know how to- Stuff that you don't really want to do, but it still needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, can I do that another day? Let's see. Yeah. So, you to, to break it down into pieces and, you know, the how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time type of thing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. I 
see, I saw that we know. It shows you how I, I had to bring this up because I'm like, this is why you pray for your seven degrees of separation. You mm-hmm. know somebody I know. And I had sent you a message, I up, or I had, but I had put it on uh, your comment. Um, you know Robert Nixon. And actually, I do not know him, like, personally. He's a friend of a friend. Okay. Yeah, but that's still, that's, like, small world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, how small the world really is. Because I'm like, how she know him? I'm like, huh. I said, okay, well, you know, praise God. I was like, that's that. That seven degrees of separation is just like, wow. You mm-hmm. never know. You never like, know. That's why, you know, um, and I say this sometimes, like, especially when, um, like when when I had my house and people would ask like a lot of personal questions, you know, like like do you live alone? You know, and it's like okay, I don't know you and I don't know who you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know that's a that's a really personal question to be you know to be asking. Um, you know, if you pay attention, you'll get the answer to that question. To be quite right. honest. You know, right. um, and we know you're going to be paying attention because if you're nosy enough to ask me, you're nosy enough to be watching me. Um, so <laughs> you, you'll get the answer to that question. And, you know, and I, I did have to explain that to my to my neighbor, the one that I did befriend. You know, I just had to tell her, you know, yeah, sometimes people are asking. I said, there's, there's a difference between um, being nosy and just um you know, being naturally curious. Because, see, to me, the first question would be, like, are you married? Yeah. You know, especially living in, you know, like a single-family home. You know, so my question would be, like, are you married, not do you live alone? If right. you live alone, that's being nosy. You right. Know? It's like, are you tasting the joint? Like, yeah. <laughs> And so when they would ask me, do I live alone, I'd say, no, I'm not married. <laughs> you know, so they just, it's, you know, you know, they look at you kind of funny because, like, now either you got to ask the question again, which mm-hmm. really means you being nosy, or you got to let it go, and, but not right. get your question answered. You know, That's so because <laughs> if they ask it again, then I'm going to come back with, why do you want to know? Right. You know, so, but yeah, I just had to explain how, like, I don't know these people, and, you know, they may seem nice or whatever, and perhaps they are being, you know, just, you know, they call themselves being curious, although I call them being nosy, but, you know, I don't know who they know, you know. Exactly. So, uh-uh, you know, and besides, why do you need to know who's living in my house? I ain't asking <laughs> who lives in yours. <laughs> No, it's just for security purposes. Like we watch out for each other. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, pay attention. You'll see who comes and goes. How about that? 
know. Okay, exactly. I mean, because that to me that that's how you do. It. If you're gonna be neighborly, then be be neighborly. But don't be all up in my business like that. <laughs> Not a good way to start things out. That's funny. Give me one second. No, I had a I had a dream, and um, I want to write it down before I forget it. Um. And it was, it was, It's um It kind of bothered me a little bit. <laughs> so I had to, like, write the cliff note of it. I can't remember all the details. I woke up and I'm like, mm. I don't like the way that dream turned out. But <clears throat> when I looked up, you know, the little details, I'm like, I really don't like the way that dream turned out. I think I was having a because I woke up to go to the restroom earlier, and I was like, okay, what the heck was I dreaming? And, I mean, it would not come back to me for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I was trying to, and the thing is, I, I should always have a notebook on the side of the bed when I have dreams like that, because it was just clear. It was one of those clear dreams. Okay. And, and I said I was going to start having a notebook on the side of the bed when I have those kind of dreams. But of course, I didn't. And so then I'm sitting up there trying to figure out the interpretation of the dream. And so I kept dozing off and waking back up because it felt like something was trying to erase the dream. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, okay, all right. I said, hold on to it. <laughs> you know how you, you have that one spot, like, this is the most comfortable spot. <laughs> I don't want to move. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, please don't up now. Yeah. So, I didn't. Mean, I didn't. Wake me up. It. Please don't let me have to go to the bathroom so bad that I actually have to get up. Right? Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah, let me just lay here for a few minutes. Please? Man. Because I had that, because it goes back to what Morgan was talking about last week because I had the dream about um, a quarter to four. About a quarter to four. And I because it woke me up. It was so vivid, you know. And so I was just like, then I was like, oh, You know, goes on off and on since then. So I was just like, okay. But um, anyway, um, I was not able. Guess I wasn't able. I didn't wake up in time. <laughs> able to what? I, I didn't wake up in time for the church call yesterday. So, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you sleeping good then. I was. I, I, um, I, I was telling my sister, I said, like the last week or so, um, like not sleeping well at all. My sleep cycle has been also. I've been up late, and then I'm like an old person dozing in a chair in the afternoon, and it's, I'm trying to get my my sleep cycle, you know, fixed. Mm. But last night was the first night I actually um oh the second night I actually. Went to bed at a reasonable time, and I didn't stay up late like I usually do. And I went to bed, went to bed instead of staying up until three or four o'clock in the morning. So, um, hopefully, you know, within the next couple of days or so, I'll be back on track. <laughs> Cause that's nothing nice. I'm serious. Cause I, I like yesterday. I um, 
I got up like about 5.30, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And so um, when I did finally go back to sleep, I missed the church call. And I didn't get up until like um, almost 11 o'clock. Okay. And then um, <clears throat> then I stayed up a little while, and I sat on the couch, and me and my son was and you're watching TV, and I dozed off, and I slept for a couple of hours. So then I was up, so I had to make myself go back to sleep. It's been like that. At 11 o'clock, that was when he was just starting to uh, to do his sermon. Really? Yeah, because what, what happens is that, um, you know, even though we're supposed to we start at 10, and, like, I'll do the opening prayer, and then he'll put the music on, but then he has to take his father and Mr. Davis to church. Okay. And so, um, you know, and, and both of them walk extremely slow, and, um you know, sometimes they're ready and sometimes they're not. You know, I mean, it, it's a production. They're over 90. Um, so that's why, you know, <laughs> that's why the music plays for so long because he's trying to, you know, finish getting them ready for church and then, you know, then there's the procession to get to the van. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's the procession. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, I mean, his father does move slightly faster than, than Mr. Davis, but, you know, slightly. And, um, you know, and then getting him in the van. Right. Um, and, then, you know, and then getting him, you know, to the church and situated and stuff like that. So it's, it's a good thing that the church isn't further. Um, but, uh, and so that's why a lot of times he doesn't actually get started with giving the word until, you know, like almost 11 o'clock. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, I can hear them ding, you know, I can hear a ding when people call in. And, um, you know, there'll be a lot of dinging, and I'm like, okay, ain't that many people calling in. So I know it's people calling in, and they, then they hang up when they hear the, when they hear the music. Right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> what was his sermon on yesterday? Mm. Talking about the the word of God, and um, he actually gave. Well, no, not he actually, but I actually wrote down, and I haven't forgot those other ones that I'm supposed to send you. I just got to find them now, which might happen today because I got to organize this. This uh, t- table I'm using as a desk because I got something else I got to find. But um, first he um he started with uh, Psalms one thirty eight one, Matthew seven twenty two. Psalms twenty two thirty one. And Isaiah fifty five eleven.
is actually I have to go back and, and read them myself. But sometimes, you know, he, he like, he'll be talking so fast because he gets caught up in it. Because uh, I'd be telling them, when you, be, when you give the, the, um, the, the Bible references and stuff, I said, you know, slow it up a little bit so people have a chance to get to it. <laughs> Yesterday wasn't one of them days. Uh, so, um, so when you talk about somebody like me, you know, like I know, I know where Matthew is, and I know where, you know, like where Psalms is, but like you know, I, Isaiah, I gotta go back to the, I gotta go to the front of the Bible to the index and be like, okay, where's Isaiah? Um, and then, um, you mean, you know, I knew it was Old Testament, but I'm like, okay, I ain't trying to search through everything, right? <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, I have to write them down and then go back and and um and read them. So, um, but yeah, um, and he talked for he talked for less than an hour. Is I, I I timed him and um and let him know like how long he spoke because he don't be having an idea of like how long he speaks. Oh, okay. So. So most of the time he's under, he's under an hour. Um, but it's like it, what is so interesting, at least to me, is that if I was in a regular church, there is no way I could sit still long enough to listen to a pastor give a sermon for an hour. <laughs> I would be, I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like a little kid, you know, like when you, like when you make them, you know, like like a toddler when you. Or about four or five years old, when you make them like sit still, you know, I get fidgety. Um, you know, I'm looking around, you know, like at other people. What are they doing? Uh, look at my fingernails. <laughs> you know, if I if I got now if I got paper or pen, then that's that's my best bet because then I'll start either doodling or making a list of something or whatever the case may be because I'm trying to stay awake because the next stop is I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm like a little kid in, in, in that respect. Because usually if they don't get my attention within the first five or ten minutes and hold it, um, I'm, I'm, I'm no good. Uh. I'm just... You know, I have I have a short attention span, and so if you don't if you don't grab it and 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 hold on to it, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Sorry, <laughs> I ain't even sorry. <laughs> nope. Uh, you're funny. Now I'm pretty much the same way. I'm pretty much the same way, especially, you know, um, when it comes to uh, oh, I don't know, but I'm something every day, um, especially when it comes to that, I'm the same way, and my sister, my sister, be like. I saw you over there nodding off. Be like, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you you play the music, and then, you know, and then you're talking, and then you're not, you know. 
it, it's just, you know, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, do you really need to take that long to say what you're saying? Yeah. Um, you know, and then if you if you're screaming and hollering just for the sake of screaming and hollering, now you're getting on my nerves and you're about to give me a headache. Um, it's like mm-hmm. I, just, I ain't trying to get a headache. Um, and then if you know when you when you start preaching at me, um, you know I tend to to tune you out also. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I get it that, you know, it's it's a balance in acting. You're not going to satisfy everybody all the time. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, like, um, with where I go in the, the morning service is more, I want to say it's informal, but he's more talking to you in a casual way, okay. whereas when he has the afternoon service, it's more, you know, the, the you know, wiping the head and, you know, and the raising of the voice and, and things of that nature. And I'm just like, all right. And you always know, like, you know, it's like it's predictable. All right, here comes the organ. All right, he's about to go up there. And, oh, like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I and I hate to be like that, so I try not to focus on <laughs> all of that and just try to listen to what he's saying. But it's just like countdown ten nine. And, right, you know, like here you go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> All right, praise God. <laughs> and then it's like, well, what did he preach on? I really don't know. Yeah. I can give you the scripture that he started off with, and the details up until he started getting loud. And after that, mm, I could yeah. Tell. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. And 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 you're doing lucky you're doing good if you can remember the scripture he started with. Yeah. Yeah, I start writing down. Yeah, I must say, see you take notes and so that you know, that like helps. Um No, I don't take notes. I just write down the scripture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, because my thing is it's like unless it's where like if he does you know, seven steps or seven things or something like that. Okay. I don't take notes. I'm just like, because I know me, I'm not going to go back and look at them. I right. Had a, you know, I know for a long time I used to take notes before. And one time I was going through my things and I had this notebook with all these notes and I'm like, it had been years since I saw the notebook. So I'm like, oh, uh. I said, I did all that for nothing. So I did, right. you know, I went through and um, the the ones where I, lived, I read the notes, and I could remember why I wrote the note down. 
those are the ones I kept. But everything okay. else I tossed out. I was just like, why did I keep this? You know, mm-hmm. type thing. But I can read. I know I can read. If it's something that catches me and I write it down once, six or seven times out of ten, I can recall it if I see the scripture and the title. So that's usually all I write down is what the sermon was about and the reference scripture that he used. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty much, you know, kind of recall what the sermon was about, you know, the parts that hit me, you know. So, other than that, mm-mm. no, not at all. Yeah, see, now that's the best thing about the Catholic Church and even the Lutheran Church. The Catholic Church, you're in and out in an hour. <laughs> Whatever he gonna say, you only gonna be bored for a small amount of time. Um, Stop! The word of God is not boring. It's the person presenting it. <laughs> he said it was the word of God that was boring, but if, you know, hey, you know, I've never been to a, a, a Catholic church where the congregation was predominantly black, so I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm imagining it probably has a little more life to it, but still, um, yeah. You know, um, well, the only the only I've, I've been to Father Flager's church without this years ago, okay. and that church, like a regular African American church, like you know, he believes in speaking in tongues and, and praise oh, and worship. I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know, Flager. I'm, 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 I'm I wonder how he ended up being like a Catholic priest because, um, <laughs> you know. That's why they wanted him out of there so bad. That's why they've been trying to get him. He has been the longest presiding priest at that church. Mm-hmm. And they've tried to get him out of there like three different times. Oh, yeah. And every time the congregation is like, when he leaves, I leave. Yep. I was oh, they, like, they, they love him some flavor. Oh, yeah. And that's and it, without that, you know, and it and it's interesting because they they don't promote him either. No. You know, um, I you know what? <laughs> God forgive me, um, because as it is, you know, Flager think he's black anyway. Around uh, <laughs> black folks so long, you know. I think when he look at himself, he see he see black, um, and and the church and the church treats him that way. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you really would think that he was black. It's like, oh, okay, this how you going to be? No problem. But you ain't moving up. <laughs> oh, no. Because, no. you know, by now he should have been a cardinal. Yes. Yes. But, see, the thing is he not, he not going to change. He is who he is, and he going to do what he going to do. And, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because the Catholic Church is, is, is really political, too. He yeah, rocked, he don't rock the boat. He just turned the thing over. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they 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 not they not going for that. So I guess now they just like you know what? I guess we just gonna leave you at Saint Sabina until God, until Jesus calls you home, to God calls you home, and uh, and we'll replace you then, huh? And we'll replace you then. 
Right. You know, because mm-hmm. they didn't But, um, yeah. Yeah, they've been, they've been trying to uh, – and the thing is, y'all, they could move him, but he's still going to do the same stuff even if they moved him somewhere else. Yeah. Cause it's exactly. Because he, he just – he's just that way, you know. Yep. He's just that way. He calls a spade a spade. They don't, you know they don't like that because they got too many spades. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. And yes, Erica, it is an experience because I went to a a traditional Catholic church and they were like, oh, you get your exercise on. Stand yes, up, you sit do. down, kneel, sit down, stand up, yeah. kneel, sit down. Oh, oh. I was like, oh, you did everything but a push up and a toy. There right. you go. Bring you some hands. <laughs> you all good. I mean, you're out the door. All right. I was like, no, because my uh, my cousin is Catholic, and she took me when I was younger, and I was just like, you know, she asked if I wanted to. I was like, sure, you know, and I was like, mm, all right. I was like, too, yeah. too, too, the choir was too quiet. Was I was just about to say, the choir, the choir would be all quiet and stuff, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Elevated music has more to it than this. Like, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say you gotta be rocking and stomping, but goodness, do you feel it? Do you feel the spirit moving? No. Okay. You want somewhere you gonna tap your toe or maybe sway to the side? You know, you know. I mean, because for for me, the, the the choir is like shoot. That's the main reason that I'm coming. I I, I need to be, you know. Look a sister up. <laughs> it says praise and worship. You're supposed to sound like you're happy to be here. Mm-hmm. No? All right. Praise God. Okay. <laughs> I will get my mouth off that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I want to come out and humming, humming, you know, one of the songs y'all saying, even if I can't remember the words. It's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, all right. Okay, I'm sorry, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we just everybody praises you different because <laughs> they don't understand why we hoop and holler all the time. So yeah, like y'all be in that three hours. Well, yeah, you know when the spirit hits. You know. Well, sometimes I'd be concerned about that, too, you know, with, with, with the three hours. It's like, okay, especially because, you know, a lot of times they ain't got nothing to do with spirit. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one thing if the spirit really does hit, but, you know, most of the time that ain't that ain't nothing but spirit. <laughs> true. We ain't only passed flexion plate twice. We got we to gotta get around there one more time. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, Lord. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. Um. For some reason, this message is not coming in. Hmm. Erica has sent a message, but my phone won't receive it. 
Oh, let me see if I see it. Humana, humana, humana. Okay, she says, good morning, ladies. It does, I have, it is an experience. <laughs> okay, you, you saw that one because you said good morning. Then the other one she said was a Catholic, predominantly black congregation, interesting too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, this is the carrier I go through. My stuff is hitting this. I told my sister, I said, it, my phone has been really showing me how much I don't have control over well what goes on. She was like, she was calling me one day, and she and and um, when she finally got through, she was like, "Why was your calls going straight to voicemail?" I'm like, "I don't know. I was sitting right here, and I wasn't on the phone. I wasn't on the prayer call or nothing." I was sitting right here, and she was like, my my calls were going straight to voicemail. And then she was saying that um, she had sent me a text message, and I didn't get the text message. And she was like, I sent it twice. I was like, I didn't get neither one of them. So it's... it's like really strange. Yeah, it's really strange. So anyway, um, I want to do something. I'm going to do it a little bit different today um, because I really... um, Okay. Um, Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Hmm. Like nothing else stuff is coming through. That's crazy. <laughs> Proving me right. Like I see y'all sending the text messages, but, but I see nothing coming up. through. It's not opening up. Okay. Um, no, she was asking us to, uh, you know, to pray for the people in Texas, which I know between the two of us, I know that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And Louisiana and Arkansas. And because what what they said yesterday was that there's another, it's Harvey hit Texas. And then there's another front called something else that has been created, that is, that is, that has been, um, it's a tropical storm that's gonna hit Louisiana. Like Harvey has gone out and come back in, mm-hmm. and then now there's another storm that that has started. They, they said I 
and they're like, that's going to hit um, the coast of Louisiana and veer off. So, like, everything that part of the coast um, is is going to get, like, a whole bunch of rain and stuff. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, and I was like, is this man-made? Or nature. Because, yeah, you know, some people have been blaming it on the eclipse. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. And the thing is, it's, uh, I, you know, and I, you know, and the thing is, I, I, I keep a lot of stuff to myself because I'm just like, you know, I don't want to sound crazy. Then I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I've been learning. My sister had to have that talk with me. She said, all you can do is put it out there. And whoever catch it, catch it. Whoever don't, don't. They can agree to disagree and leave it alone. Um, but it just feels, it doesn't feel natural because, like, the people that got hit in Texas were like, They've never been hit with, they've been hit with a hurricane before, but they said this is unusual. And then they would say, a lot of them were like, we're going to hunker down like we usually do, and it'll pass over. I mean, it was like, we usually get flooding or whatever, but to the extent that they're getting it now, you can tell that this is unusual. And um, and for the news to compare it and liken it to Katrina, um, well, we know what Katrina was about. There was a lot of information given a year or so after Katrina that people didn't pay attention to. But it's like, it's strange for them to, you know, so, um, yes, yes, we will pray for, um, for them. And, and it's, it's, it's just really something. It's really something. I was like, Lord, watch over them and keep them. Because they just, they're going through some stuff. They are going through some stuff. And they would say, like, California is, like, hot. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Which is weird. So, um, okay. Oh, thank you, Lord. So, we got to pray first. Because there's a there's a whole bunch of people to pray for. Um, oh my goodness. Okay, so Father God, we thank you for this day. Um. We appreciate this day. Well, we have 
opened eyes on this side. And so that means we still have time to to do it right, to get it right, what your will for is in our in our lives. And um the service that we need to do for you is still there. And we have we are able to still do it. Um Forgive us for any procrastination, any miscommunication, anything that has caused us to not um, find favor in your sight, any known or unknown sin that we have committed. um, Forgive us, oh God any unforgiveness that we have in our hearts, Lord, we ask that you will help us forgive so that we can come to you with open arms, open minds, and open hearts as we come to your throne. Father, we come for those who are in um, in turmoil today, oh God, because of things that they have lost and those who have lost their lives. Lord, um, over in Texas and lost their lives over the weekend because of violence or lost their lives over the weekend because of illness or lost their lives because of unexpected death or accidents. And, and Lord, we just... <clears throat> We know the year, we know the the times, everything happens in seasons, and it's that season, oh God, and so we pray for those who have lost loved ones, we pray for their strength, we pray for their hearts to not be heavy, Lord, help them to um, just take each day, each second, each second at a time, each minute at a time, each hour at a time, and in the days and the weeks, and if it'll get, the, the, the loss will still be felt, but it'll get easier to live, remembering the good times, remembering the laughter, remembering, you know, what that person or person did in their life. Father, we come that they have peace that passes all understanding, and that peace can only come for you, from you. Let them find comfort in you. Let them not get angry at you because you have already let us know that we all we all have just a moment in time on this earth. You never said that we wouldn't perish. You never said that we would live forever. And so it's just where people get hurt and they want to blame somebody. And so they blame you and say that you're an awful God or you're this or you're that. But, Lord, we know. We know. But that's only everyone has an expiration date. And so, Lord, we just ask that you'll watch over and keep 
each and every one of them. Watch over those who are going through today, through the rain and the storms and the flooding. Lord, watch over them. Let them hold on. The ones that have not been rescued, the ones who have been waiting overnight to be found, Lord, help them to hold on just a little bit longer. Help those who are searching, doing search and rescue. Help them hear. Help them see. Let their vision be clear so that they can see those that are in need of rescue, oh God. Give them the strength that they need to get through this day as they as they search and find those people alive and well. Oh God, oh God, we just we just if this is nature, if this is judgment, if this is man made, whatever three whatever one of the three it is, oh God, you can show grace and mercy. You can give strength and favor. And so, Lord, we just we just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that where you are, they will be wherever there's praising, wherever there's worship, wherever someone is calling out to you, you are giving them strength. And we align, we align our prayers with theirs so that they can be found and they can be saved and delivered from their situation. They might have lost things, but their life is still intact. And so their things can be replaced. Lord, we thank you in advance for your grace and mercy and protection. Mm. And we pray for those who are willing to go down there to help in the recovery process, the ones who are taking flights out and trying to be of assistance to give, uh, to help in, in giving assistance in, in food and direction and comfort. But watch over and keep them as well. Help them not get discouraged as the other people come in. Help them not get discouraged as the the people come in depressed and upset and crying. Help them to continue to be a light in the darkness that the people see right now because of what they're going through. For their good, but for your glory, and in the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay. Um. Okay. So we are going to. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, um, 
Today's going to be real quick. <laughs> Today's going to be real quick. For real. Honest. Honest. Um, because <clears throat> looking at the news, It is really depressing. It's really depressing because um, you know uh, people are trying to rewrite history. And it's it, it boggles my mind because you know how are you going to rewrite history? You can't run from it. You can't. It's already been done. We've already went through it. Um, and the reason why there's statues and memorials and things of that nature. Um, it's just for that. It's to remember. And I I thought it was very disheartening. Um, you know, all of a sudden, all of these statues that's been around for years, you know, now people are finding offense with it. And when you rewrite history, you are doomed to repeat it because now you don't know, you're not looking at what happened and why it happened and the origin of it so that you don't go around that way again. You know, I mean, I, I understand about the Confederate flag and, you know, but even then, it's like the Confederate flag has been around for years, you know, and to now find a fence with it, it's just kind of, it's kind of like, why? It's been around for years, you know, Um and then, you know, like I said, with the statues, it's like they've been around for years. I mean, I understand that, oh, such and such had slaves or this person. But, okay, then that's the reason why you take your child or you, you take a group of kids and you show them that statue and you explain the history behind the statue so that that generation, this generation that's coming up, know where we've been and understand where we're coming from when we tell them to work hard and do better and be better. But if you take stuff like that and tear it down, you are definitely going to go around that road again. I mean, look at how 
put up statues of Kanye West and, you know, all these rappers and stuff who have degrees, who behind the scenes speak fluently and proper, but when they get on the, the, the record, you can barely understand what they're saying. They sound and look illiterate. And so now our children are starting to sound and look illiterate. No pronunciation, no respect, nothing. And so it's, it's like we are, we are devolving into a slave mentality instead of evolving where we're supposed to go. And so um, the thing is, the statues and history and knowing where you're coming from, where you, there's a song that, um, there's a song, I'm sorry, called I Know Where I've Been. It's not a Christian song, but it's a very, um, wow, it's not letting me in. Interesting. Um, It's a very, it's a very soulful song. It's an inspiration for me because I have to remember, you know, you know, remember where you're where you've been to know where you're going, you know, type thing. And so, um, it's this the name of the song is called I Know Where I've Been and it's from um Hairspray. And um if you ever you know, if you get a chance, look it up, listen to the words. And um and it's and it and it's reverent and it's relevant for today because when you know where you've been and and you know where you're going, it gives you hope. It gives you and that hope makes you gives you a promise. And so today we're gonna talk about promises. We're gonna talk about promises. And one of the promises that God gave was when he flooded the earth, he said that I will never come this way again. I will never do this again. I will never wipe out the whole, you know, the whole living beings that's on the earth. I will never use a flood. So when there's rain, there's a rainbow to help us remember the promise. And it's, you know, and the thing is, you know, they tweaked the promise for their their own gain, you know. And so now when people see a rainbow, they uh, they don't use it as the equivalent of the promise that God gave. It's now a man-made thing. So now when people see the rainbow, they don't remember the promise of God. So all the 
main reason for the flood will not be remembered. And so, therefore, the history before the flood is threatening to repeat itself without the retelling of history, without something to show the history of, you know, where we've been, we are doing we are doing to repeat it. And I wish I could tell you who I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Um Because some, it's not even just a scripture, but someone else has said that it, you're doomed to repeat um, history. And I want to get the quote right. It was, um, yeah, it says those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. Those who cannot remember, we we got that whole thing about remembering the past, are condemned to repeat it. So if we don't remember, if we don't remember the past, if we don't know where we came from, then we will go. It's just like getting lost. It's like getting lost in, you know, using your GPS. If you don't know, you know, what your starting point is, where you've been, then when you try to to navigate GPS and GPS gets off and it keeps recalibrating and you don't you don't remember what your starting point was, you could end up further back than you meant to. Or way off course. So it it's 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 sad. It's really sad. Before I go any further, are there any comments, questions, concerns? Not for me. Okay. Um, if you could, if if Erica does send any other texts, you know, group texts, um, if you could read them because for some reason, my stuff is it's not coming through. It's being real janky today. Okay. Yeah, it's being real janky. Um, my 4G is like the arrows aren't even flashing. It just blank. Um, so we're going to talk about God's promises today. Um. So we're going to start with Acts 1 and 4. 
And Okay. Um Okay. All right, so we're going to start with verse 3. It says, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So for 40 days, he... um. You know, um, he, he he walked around with the apostles and was talking to them and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me, for truly... I'm sorry, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So the promise of the Father was that we would be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Okay. Um, Now we're going to go to Romans 9 and 8. Romans 9 and 8. Okay. Okay. Um... It says that is, we're going to start in verse 6. We're going to start at verse 5. Nope. Got to go further. Verse 4. It says, who are... I'm sorry. <laughs> With ten of verse three, it says, "For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ, for my brother, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises." 
whose are the fathers and of, the, of whom are concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all. So Christ is over all. The promises that we have, we, we, we are able to obtain them because of Christ and his sacrifice. So all the promises of God are, are only obtained and can only be obtained through the righteousness of Christ. Not by our own righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. God bless forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God hath taken an effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And so the promise, according to God, was he said that through the seed of Abraham, through the seed of Abraham, and Abraham was a mighty man of faith. Abraham was before Moses. So Abraham, his everything that he did, he did by faith. Not that he didn't make mistakes. We know the mistakes that Abraham made. But just like David, he was a man of faith. And so everything that he did, he did to honor God because he knew his relationship with, with God, how his relationship with God was. He was able to ask questions. He he was, the the relationship that they had was on the promise that God gave him when he said, I'm going to give you a son. And then even though God told him that, you know, to sacrifice his son, by faith, Abraham was going to do it. And because of his faith, he gave him the ram in the bush. And so it's like the promises of God are yet, amen. And so, you know, those things that God does for us, if he promises us something, he will do it. He will do it. Maybe not in the time that we are looking for it to be done because we're impatient. You know, but he gives he gives us a promise. He will fulfill his promise toward us, and he gave us a lot of promises in his word. Not just when we pray, you know, he's given everybody individual promise. You know, you know when you you're in your prayer time, he may have promised you something, and you just gotta wait for him to fulfill it. You have to just wait for it. And, you know, it might come in a day, a week, a month, a year, 10 years. But the thing is, whatever his promise is, he's not going to just give it to you incomplete. He's not going to give you, he's not going to give you the Ikea version the Ikea version of a promise 
where you have to assemble it yourself and learn Dutch. And it comes with all these pieces. It's going to come fully assembled, ready to be used. And it's going to be long-lasting. Um, the next is Romans 15 and 8. We're talking about the promises of God. Romans 15 and 8. It says, um, Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the Father and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And the promises to the fathers are, um, again, um, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. The promises were made to them and to whoever is willing to live apart from the world. That's, you know, that's the thing. We as Christians, we are Israel. We are set apart. We should be set apart. There is a difference between there should be a difference between what a Christian does and what somebody who doesn't believe does. There should be a significant difference so that when you when you look and compare the two people standing side by side and one is a Christian and one is not, the peculiarity of being a a child of God should show through. The light of God should show through that person. Their countenance should be light. It should look different, not because they're walking around saying, I'm a Christian, but because of the way they carry themselves. There's just something about you that stands out different from everybody else. This person might say, well, I'm a good person. You know, I love dogs and, you know, and I, I, I rescue animals and I feed the poor and things like that. But compared to a believer, there should be something still that sets that person apart. So when someone looks between the two, they can, they'll, they'll say, Oh, they're both nice people, but there's something about you that's different. I can't put my finger on it. And the difference is your relationship with God. Michael Moses came down from the mountain, and his his face was, uh, you know, a glow because he was in the presence of God. That's the difference. 
that people should see the presence of God on you, in you, shining through you. Um, the next scripture is Second Corinthians one and twenty. Second Corinthians one and twenty. And the thing is, God does not break his promises. We might get impatient, and therefore we'll jump the gun and get in front of him. We're supposed to be walking behind him, or if he says to walk next to me, but we're not, just like with kids, there's one thing I used to do with my, my kids when they were younger, and I would say, either walk with me. I said, walk with me. Don't walk behind me and don't walk ahead of me. I said, because you don't know where you're going, and if you're ahead of me, you can't see me. And if you're behind me, I can't see you. And so, therefore, walk with me. And therefore, you won't get lost. And so there have been several times when they were younger where on purpose I would stop if they were too far ahead of me or if they were behind me not paying attention, I would, like, turn the corner. And, you know, or both if we were, like, in a, in a department store or whatever, I would go around and come up behind them just to watch their reaction to see what they would do, you know. And that's how God is. God is like, I will never leave you or forsake you. But he never said we wouldn't leave or forsake him. And so he was like, okay, well, you're going to walk ahead of me. I'm going to stop right here. And when you notice that you're too far ahead of me and you don't know where you're going, then you're going to come back to where I am and then we'll walk together. Or if you're behind me and and you're still not where you need to be, I'm going to, you know, go over to the side and watch. And when you're ready, you'll call me. You'll be ready, you know. But and that's how, and that, and that, basically it. We get to, we get to, impatient, to fidgety, and God is just like, okay, I made you the promise, and I'm gonna fulfill it. Just give me time, you know. And it could also be that the enemy, the principalities, and power, and the rulers of the darkness of this world are hindering the promise from being fulfilled. And that's in Daniel, where Daniel, was it Daniel or Elisha, had prayed, and the angel, when he finally was coming to fulfill the promise that God gave him, it had been days or weeks later, and he said, sorry for the delay, but when he said, but when you prayed your prayer, 
I was trying to give it to you, but I had a fight. I had to fight to get through, to give it to you. I, you know, they wouldn't let me through. So, again, it, it's, it's us needing to be patient and waiting on God. So, um, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians 1 and 20. Any questions, comments on what's been said so far? Nope. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's go back to verse. Um, 18, but as God is true, our word toward you is not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, was not yea and nay. But in him was yea, for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who has has also sealed us and given us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. So the promises are of God are yea and amen. If he's promised it, it's like, yeah, I got you. Again, I got you, like I said. But if it's something that you're praying for, if you're asking for it, if he hasn't promised it to you, it could be yes, no, maybe, or wait. Yes, no, or wait. Yes, no, or wait. So it, he's, but once he says yes, it becomes a promise. Okay. Oh, Lord, you know what? I need, you know, I I need whatever. And... Now my will, to, you know, however you pray the prayer, and God says yes, I will fulfill that, and, and He promises, then that promise will be fulfilled. If it's a job, if it's a business, if it's your health, if it's a family member, or the salvation of a family member, the health of a family member, whatever it is, once God says yes. That's his promise, that he's going to fulfill whatever his promise is. And his word cannot return unto him void. So if you have lined up your prayer with his word and he has promised you that he's going to fulfill it, then now it's up to you to wait for him to fulfill it. It's not that he's not going to fulfill it. But again, he's not going to give it to you in the Ikea 
He's not going to give you an Ikea promise where you have to assemble it yourself. When God gives you a promise, it's going to come fully assembled, ready to be used out the box. All you got to do is take it. That's all his promises. Even the promise that Christ gave once he, when Christ said it is done, it is finished, by his stripes you are healed, all these other promises, that's what he said. That's what he meant. And we have to believe that. We have, our faith has to be triggered to believe that and hold on to that. And when we pray the prayer for healing, or you know, or whatever, no matter what anybody else says or does, we have to remember the promises of God are yes and amen. Galatians four and twenty-eight. Galatians four. And twenty-eight. Okay. Okay, let's go back to <clears throat> let's go back to twenty seven and read it in context. So it says, For it is written, Rejoice, you barren that bearest not, break forth and cry, you that travail not, for the desolate has many more children than she which has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then, he then that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Even so, it is now. It says, nevertheless, what says the scripture Cast out the bound woman and her son, for the son of the bound woman should not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not the children of the bound woman, but of the free. And so that goes back to, um, again, before Moses, it was Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith. He was the faith that, you know, Isaac came through. And you had Isaac and you had Ishmael. Ishmael was of the bond woman. Isaac is of the free woman. And so it's like, now, which one are you? Are you going to be of the free woman or of the bond woman? Are you going to be of the the man uh, under the promise or not? And it's like, it, there's, there's only two opinions. 
there's only two opinions. You're going to either be obedient or be disobedient. It's only the two. The children of obedience have a problem. The children of disobedience are not of God. He's already, he's already said that. That's the only thing. That's, it has nothing to do with black or white, Indian, Spanish, African, none of that. It's those who obey, who want to follow God, and those that don't. That is the only thing that divides us in the eyes of God. That's why he says he's no respecter of person. He doesn't doesn't look at the rich man or the poor man any different, but he looks at the hard man and says, okay, you believe in me and you don't. That's that's the only thing he sees in the heart of man because we all bleed, we all have bone, we're all flesh and blood. He don't even, all of that doesn't matter. I look at the heart of man. I look beyond the flesh and I look at the spirit. And so he says the word of God is like a two-edged sword, cutting asunder. Those two things, because the 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 flesh has nothing to do with what he looks at. So his promises are awesome, awesome. We have to just we have to just determine if we're going to stand on his promise. Um, what time is it, Lord? Okay. All right, um, Hebrews 6 and 12, we're almost done, Hebrews 6 and 12. And about the cutting and setting with the sword, that's under Hebrews 4 and 12. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and the discernment of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And so the promises of God, once he looks at you and and knows what your heart is, and he knows if you understand the promises of God, because it says the word the word of God, like even the devil knows the word of God. So it's like you have to be willing to eat, and that's and that's how he gets us to be a patient. So we have to we have to be willing to stand on the promise. Because the thing is, then we're like Adam and Eve. 
where we're standing in the garden and looking at our promise, looking at the promise, and looking at the promise. And we'll be like, and he'll say, well, did he really promise that? Did he really tell you that you're, you know, that he'll heal you? Did he really tell you that the day, you know, any person born of a woman must die? Because if he, he didn't say, I don't think he said that. So you need to be mad at him when a loved one dies. Because, you know, if he really loved you, then that person would still be alive. But no, again, God said that we are all here only for a time. He never said how, he said we could live up to 120 years. But with everything else that the world throws at us, with everything that the enemy has put into the world, that has sown into the ground, we are, we are the only ones that can pray to God. The ones who believe in God pray to God, and he'll show us what we need to do. He'll protect us and provide and do all of that so that we can receive his promise. Um, Hebrews 6 and 12. Okay, we're going to go back up to nine, and it says, but beloved, we are persuaded by the things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience, through faith and patience, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. For God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. And so it's saying here, it says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Faith and patience, just like we've been, you know, just like I was saying, faith and patience is what we have to use to wait for the promises of God because it's in his timing and not our own. Um, one more, two more. Hebrews 9 and 15. Hebrews 9 and 15. Um, We're going to go up. 
We're going to start at verse 11. Oh, okay, I suppose it. When you get a chance, read this whole chapter, the whole of chapter nine, um, because it talks about how um, it talks about the sacrifices. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna just start at um fourteen. And it says, um We have to start at verse 12. It says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, meaning Christ, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works and serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death and for the redemption of the transgressions, that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. And so, Again, the promise of eternal inheritance, the eternal life that God promised. Again, he promised us eternal life. But because of choices that were made, you know, he had to to do it a whole different way through Christ. And through Christ's sacrifice, now we have we have we have access again to his promise of eternal life. We were never supposed to die. I believe that with my whole heart that we were never supposed to die. We were supposed to live eternally in the Garden of Eden. But because of choices that were made by Adam and Eve, we have to live this life the way we're living it now. And so, you know, um, 
And unfortunately, we can't have our own, you know, um, utopias because it's only by having our own utopias that we we don't have to go through, you know, sickness or violence or whatever. Because it's like one, it, it, and that's why God says that He that we have to be sifted with the wheat and the tear. We're all gonna go through. We all gotta go through this thing on earth together. It would be awesome if once you know we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know we would be picked up and put over into you know, a holding where when we walked around, the streets are laid with gold, the the holy Jerusalem. But no, we have to continue until the end. He never said it was going to be easy. He never said that. But through him, it's easier to live through circumstances and issues and trials that because you have to deal with your own experiences because of outer influences. You can promise and see, and that's and that's where you know we have to let our children know. We have to let our youth know. No matter what you promise yourself, outside influence can try to make you change your mind, go a different way, peer pressure, temptations, all of these things happen. But it's only by the strength and mercy of God that we're able to say he gives us a way out. You know, he promised to give us a way out. He promised if you gave your life to him, he will help you through any temptation. But you have to choose it. So, again, he gives the promise, but it's like if you don't, if you are not paying attention or you're looking for it to come one way and he brings it another and you're not paying attention, then that's, again, it's on, it's not him, it's it's you. He's fulfilled his part of the promise. Did you fulfill yours? And last but not least, it's um, 2 Peter 1 and 4. Any questions, comments, criticisms, concerns, opposite opinions? I mean, because I mean, because the thing is, I I I know I you know everybody has everybody has their revelations that God gives them, you know, and um and it's like I'm learning not to take it personal. The only thing I have I take personal is how you address the opposite. And I have to give up myself on that. It's like you might not we might not see eye to eye, 
but respect my observation just like I respect your observation, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's that kind of thing with me right now. And my sister, she's helping me work on that. She's a girl, get over yourself. I was like, okay, I'll get over myself. <laughs> I have to get over myself. Um, it's interesting that you say that, too, because I think, you know, that affects um, some people when they go to, <clears throat> when you go to church because you receive the word and, um, you know, it's based on the revelation given to, you know, the person given the word. But like you say, what if you were told something different or your, your you know, revelation was different? Um, but there's no like opportunity to to discuss it or to question it, and then if you do, um, you know it's almost like you're you're a persona non grata, you know, like you're a troublemaker or something for um, doubting that that person is giving the word correctly or what have you. Right, and that's the sad thing. It's like no. It's, it's just that I'm seeing something different. And that's like, and that's why the word of God says, come, let us reason together. Because it could be just a separate puzzle piece. Because our experiences are different. It will mm-hmm. hit us in different ways. And so I might read in Jesus' book, and be like, oh, he was sad. And you might read Jesus something like, oh, he was upset that Lazarus died. You know, and it's it's just okay. Well, all right. Well, oh, I didn't think of it that way. He wept because of his sadness, or he wept because death took Lazarus, or whatever. And it's like. If we come together and put those pieces together, we get a whole different picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and it's just it's just kind of like, you know, that's that's why again, like I like the call. This line is is it really it really does help you see things in more than one way, right? Know? When Sam did the um, the story of Esther, when I went back and read it, what stood out for me was was what um, occurred between um, Mordecai and 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 Haman. Um, that stood out for me more than than Esther, <laughs> even though it was yeah. the book of Esther. You know, um, that's what you know. That's what caught my attention. That's what like you know was sort of like just like fascinating, you know, like what all that happened between them two. And, um, you know, it, it was like like Esther was the side story for me. It wasn't it wasn't the focus, you know. Sure. But, I mean, that didn't, that didn't diminish what, you know, her role or anything like that. It's just that at that point in time, she didn't stand out for me. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, so, I'm sorry. I said, Erica said, Amen. 
Okay. And that's strange because I got that. I got the amen, but I still didn't get the the last three that <laughs> she said. Oh, so it's it picking and choosing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And gotta love it. I tell my sister, I said, oh, they don't, they don't want me to have a whole conversation. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Lisa and I blame that on the enemy when it, because sometimes we'll be deep in a conversation and her phone will just like click off. <laughs> <laughs> we must have made the enemy angry. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! And you know, and, I, and and what's so funny is that's pretty much how it's gonna be. It's gonna start getting like that more and more. So just you know, pay attention to your phone, and you know, and and things. Cause I kid you not, like it's it, even like here was didn't come through the first one. So it's just like, okay, so my phone is picking and choosing. And I was looking at something on TV the other day. And um, I think that was even yesterday. And they were showing how if you're really good with computers, how just having somebody's phone number, you know, just having somebody's phone number, they're able to track. Now, you already know they could track you by your phone, but they were like, oh, we could also, um, not just the phone carrier, but anybody who's good with computers can pull up your phone number. And once they get your phone number, they can um, pull up your uh They can pull up your uh, where you are, your microphone, listen to your conversation, your camera, and see what's going on in your house and things of that nature. And I'm just like, well, we already knew that, but for you to put that on TV, it's like, mm. And that's why, you know, when I buy a laptop, one of the first things I do is cover up the, the camera lens. Yeah. You know, I mean, because yeah. I don't, I don't Skype with anyone or anything like that. That defeats the purpose. You know, if I wanted to see you, I, I would see you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I know it, it really helps, like for people who are like long distance, especially like with the military and you know, and things like that. But I don't, I don't have a loved one in the military, thank God. And so, you know, I'm, I, you know, I don't have a, a long distance relationship or anything like that. So I don't need the Skype. I don't, I don't use the camera for. For anything, so I I I cover that up. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I can't cover up the mic. Um, but yeah, the the um the the camera lens on my laptop, I I I cover that up. So you're not gonna see anything. Now you might hear something, but you ain't gonna see it. <laughs> what is Erica saying? Spiritual growth and maturity are necessities in order to keep the course God has you need us on. Yes. Yes. You know, um, and, and that's the thing. Like, 
uh, revelation I received um, because I believe God has promised me a lot. And, but there's certain things that I need to still get control of, you know. And so, um, you know, the more we mature and the, the more I, I let the word of God be my anchor and the more I stand on what he's been revealing to me and not letting myself be swayed by, you know, how other people feel about what I um about what's revealed to me, the the more mature I become. You know, because the thing is I can't you know, we all have our individual walks and it's it's good to hear other people's opinions and suggestions. But in the end the maturity that you have tells you and the discerning that the Spirit of the Lord gives you tells you what will work for you and what won't work for you. Because what works for one person won't work for another. It's like, again, that results may vary is in small words at the bottom because it depends on your faith. It depends on you know, where you are in the word of God, if you're on milk or what, um, or meat, or if you're in grammar school or graduate level, as Sam says, it's like all of that is, is all of that um, determines, you know, how you're going to stand on the word of God and his promises. How how you go, how you feel about his promises? If you're even gonna believe his promises, you know. So I was looking at um, Joseph Prince. Well, I tried to look at him. I'll say that I tried to look at, him. but I couldn't. I couldn't. I I can't get. When he first came out, I really liked what he preached. But now it's like there's something missing. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Who was that? Joseph Prince. Okay, never heard. Nope, never listened. Yeah, he's this Asian man. He came out of nowhere, um, and he's one of the. He's one of the more um he's he's one of the more um what you call it? Um I hate to say popular, but that's pretty much word for it. He's one of the more popular ministers. He's like up there with Joyce Meyer and 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 them, you know. And uh he's, you know, very charismatic. He's, you know, that type of man. So, that took forever.
ever to come through. Okay. Um, but yeah. But the last one, the last uh, promise, scriptural promise, was Second Peter 1 and 4. Um, but we're going to start at verse 3. And it says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. According as his divine power, that's true, going back to verse um, 2, it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly love and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So all of these things, diligence, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity, all of those things are given to us. But it's it's given to us exceeding great and precious promises. And the promise is that we will be partakers in Christ. If we let Christ reside in us and we reside in Christ, like Christ resides, in God, and God resides in him, and we let the Holy Spirit reside in us. It's all connected. And we're connected to the vine, which is Christ. We are connected to the promise, which began with God way back, way before Calvary, through the faith of Abraham, and even before the flood, through the promise that he was trying to give 
even through Adam and Eve before they partook of a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, again, the promises of God are there. We just have to choose. Choose. He's, he's, and, that's, and that's the thing. We have to choose who are we going to serve. Are we going to be the children of obedience? And being the children, a child of obedience, makes us the child of the Most High God. So that means every promise, every nook and cranny of his word that's in this book, every promise that he has made, we can, he set a precedent. Thank you, Lord. He set a precedent so that we can pull that precedence out and say, just as you did for David, just as you did for Israel, just as you did for whoever, Lord, I stand on this promise for myself. And because you are a child of obedience and you're walking by faith, he cannot let his word return back unto him void. And because he's already set that precedent, he will fulfill it in us, in you, for you. But if you're the child of disobedience, but the thing is, you still see, even the children of disobedience, they're rich. They they are receiving and obtaining and everything, but their father is not God. And because the enemy of this world has the power in this world because it was given to him, He's able to duplicate some of the blessings of God. But the difference is he blesses you to bind you. But everything that God does, he does to set you free and be a blessing unto others. So that is the Bible study for today about promise. The promises of God. Are there um, any um, responses, comments, questions, criticisms, concerns, opposite opinions? <laughs> Not for me. Okay. Oh, my goodness. And it's raining today. It's just like, oh, Lord. It was raining by your house? Um, it was. It seemed like drizzling off and on. Yeah, well, so, folks, I got, I got sunshine over here. Oh, you ain't got to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's cloudy over this way. Um, when we first started Bible study, it rained a little bit. And now it's, it's it looks like the sun is trying to come out, but not by much. Not by much. 
Um, today is my son's birthday. He turns 11. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, um, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little talk. Not the talk, the talk, but we have to split. <laughs> we had to, we had to semi talk. <laughs> you say I gotta do this in love. Oh my goodness, I do. I, I had, I what made it so, what made it so bad. I had to, um, I had to ask a friend of mine. I said. Um. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Are you able to read Erica's messages? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this the other ones I didn't get. They're still sitting there. I'm just gonna erase those because I'm like they're just sitting there. They're not. They're not coming through at all. Um. But I have a I have a friend who, well, an associate rather, who was a single mom and had a son. Has a son. He's older. He's like in his twenties now. He's like as old as my daughter. And I, I had to send her a message, and I'm like, so, um, how did you do the talk? You know. <laughs> And so she was like, leave the leave the mature part out and just talk about how the body changes. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. And I went before him. I was like, yeah, that's, that's doable. <laughs> because I'm like, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I mm-mm. Did you read Erica's message? <laughs> it's it's still it's still it's still downloading. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> she said she said it's okay. Take a deep breath, put on a depends, and let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, because. With my with my daughter, I mean, you know, it was easier. It's not really because she really didn't want to have to talk either. But you know, I'm just like, oh, I, I don't. Like he's a boy. I mean, how much, you know, how much should I say? You know, and he's not. He's not. Thank God, he's not like the fast boy. You know. He's like the boys were when we were growing up. So it's like I don't want to push it too far. You know? <laughs> no, you don't want to push it too fast. Right. Right. You know, so I was like, oh, okay. We, we had a, it, was a, it, was a, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad. I know he's looking at me like, where are you going with this? Okay. <laughs> this is true. I said, 
Oh, my gosh. Did you do anything special today for his birthday? Um, not really. Um, not really. I was, but, um, but yeah, not really. All my friends are not, yeah. I have anything where I can really, like, do anything that I want to do with him. Okay. So, I'm like, I had told him I was going to give him for his birthday. That is, is I'm going to give him a basketball, you know, and that's about it. I wanted to do more, but, you know, with my checking account is set up right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I'm just like, you know, I, you know, I had to, I told my sister, I said, I know the promises of God are gain, amen. And he said, I should not, be, I should be a lender and not a borrower, above and not beneath, you know, the head and not the tail. I said, so right now, I don't know what I am, but I'm not poor, I'm rich. Even though with my checking account is set up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I I just I really don't know. And I had I had, um and um. Brother is messing with my phone for real. Like, okay. Did her last message just come through? Nope, not yet. They're still spinning. Okay. She said, uh, do find a man you trust to talk to him. Some things you prefer, he speak with a like mind, like experienced person. Understanding for you both is key. Okay. Then she said, uh, boy, D.O. is different and gross to us. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just sent one. The Y chromosome is truly something. I have all brothers. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> As I did address the boy, B.O., I was like, you get here. I need you to, you know. <laughs> I need you to take care of that. I need you to take care of that. The whole's older. Hello. It's amazing how it doesn't bother them. You know what? I thought it was just him. But I was asking this uh, this other young man at church, and he was like, oh, no, sometimes we don't smell it. I'm like, how? (laughs) I'm like, really? I was so confused. He was like, "Oh no!" And he and he said the same thing about like them listening. He was like, "Yeah, we catch every other word." I was like, "See, don't grow out of that." He was like, "Nah." I was like, "Are you serious?" He was like, "No, no, he's right. They listen for the key word, you know. You don't, you know, sex, food." Um. 
Sex, food, and money. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus will pay attention, but anything other than that, they like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> wow, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, wow. Because I, I, told, I told him I had to do something. And he was like, he did like half of what I told him to do. It was only like three things. I was like, no, it was only one thing. I said, go and um, get some popcorn from the the, the candy store at our church, those um, Chicago-style cheese and caramel corn. I said, go get us some popcorn and come on, let's go. And I'm standing there, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, he had one job. What is he doing? <laughs> and so um, I, I was actually I started talking to the young man, and he was like, he said, yeah, he's probably got distracted by something. And sure enough, I go, and Ozias is just kind of like playing, and I said, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I thought you wanted me to stay. I said, no. I said, buy it and let's go. He was like, oh, I thought you wanted me to wait for you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And actually, he didn't think anything, but since you put him on the spot, he had to say something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I said, Lord, have mercy. So he got away from you. He forgot all about you. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, oh, okay. And the guy was like, yeah, he said, it's, it's nothing personal. I was like, so this is what I have to look forward to. He was like, mm, yeah. I said, okay. Guys always talk about this is personal, but it is personal. <laughs> it's personal to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Well, well again, that's I mean, Venus Mars thing. He said what? That's that Venus Mars thing. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, and so I was just like, forewarned is forearmed, and then I, and I should notice that because that's how my dad is. Like he even tells you, like if he doesn't hear. I think it's something going on with his hearing too, though. But he'll go, I'm trying to catch the key words and I'm not getting it. And I'm like, what do you mean trying to catch the key words? Listen to all the words that's coming out of my mouth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What's going on? He's like, I, he said, nope. I, I didn't get all that. I'm trying to catch the key word and and it's not coming together for me. And I'm like, wow. You're trying well, to actually, that makes sense. They listen in shorthand. And because and if you if you ever ask them, you know, like, well, what you talked about or what you said, they'd be like, well, you mentioned something about a blue dress and <laughs> going to the church social. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that this is some kind of way. It's just like but he said he heard key words. Now what they got in common or what the context was between them, you know, that's probably lost. 
but he remembered a blue dress and something about a church social. <laughs> oh, Lord. Man. Erica says, the stench is real. Enjoy yeah. the memories of a lifetime. Tap into how the Y chromosome thinks your survival and less stress slash anger for you is, is of the essence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, it's gonna it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. That's what I said. Now that he's turned, I mean, I was doing it before, but I'm like, now that you turned, now you're turning eleven. I said, I'm not gonna keep reminding you to wash up and and brush your teeth and. All this other stuff I said, it's your last time. I said, you know you need to wash up and brush your teeth. You, you're big enough to know that. I shouldn't have to tell you. I would think. And he gave me this look and he, he shook his head. I know you don't need to tell me. I'm like, mm. <laughs> but he and you don't need to tell him because he wants you to stop telling him. Not because you know he gonna remember necessarily to do it. Um, <laughs> he just tired of hearing you telling him. Um, but you know what? That that's gonna be a clue when he you know start checking out little girls because you know little girls ain't gonna want to be around those stinky little boys. I that's, I told him that too. I told him that too. I was like, we have a thing about that, man. You can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, because, see, you know, as soon as he, you know, he get his first crush on little girl or whatever, like major crush or whatever, and she, you know, turn up her nose and be like, what's that smell? Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> then I'll know for real. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. He'll, he'll be taking a shower every morning without pause. You won't have to say a word. <laughs> Erica says, tap in, tap out, discipline, laugh, say, what the hell, laugh some more, next. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she says, too. He'll clean it up when that girl comes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when he get his first major crush, it'll be on and popping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he gonna want some cologne, and then it goes to the it goes to the other type of stench, like that. <laughs> <Eat the cologne. laughs> Tone it down. This one skirt is good enough. You be okay. all right. Your scent should not still be here two hours later. <laughs> oh, Yes, she will. Turn that dang water off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, turn that damn water off. Okay. <laughs> You've been in that hour now. Come on. Come on out. Well, <laughs> you know, that's because something else be happening, too. So but we're in the prayer call, so I'm going to leave that alone. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah we know your children virgin ears aren't ready for that. <laughs> oh Lord, I don't want to. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Like, uh, uh-uh. no, I don't want to know. 
I'm not even going to touch it. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Just no. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, I'm not ready, Lord. I'm not ready. Oh. Like, okay, these are three monkeys. See, speaking here, no evil. <laughs> <laughs> was even listening to, like, no questions, nothing, no. I mean, you know, it probably sunk in as much as anything going to sink in to a child. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, Lord have mercy. I said, well, turn around in a minute, but hey, mom, um, so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no. Okay. I think that's in the team right now. Um, anybody can just be like, what the? Oh. But he is, he he's turning out to be an awesome young man now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, even with some mistakes and stuff that I've made along the way. So I was like, well, just, you know, let me, let me, let me do better. You know, let me do better. Are you homeschooling so, him again this year? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I am. I was going to, um, at first I was going to put him back in mainstream. But, you know, after I, I, I did, I prayed about it. I'm like, Lord, should I? Or no, you know? And, excuse me. Um, And it was just like, no, continue on. So um, I know the mistakes that I made, you know, before. That's so, that's so sad. Erica says that bass, that bass, wait till the voice changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not waiting on that. <laughs> I kid you not. And he's still not through growing. That's that's the tripped out part. 
He's not through growing, so I, I don't know how tall he's going to get. And I'm just like, okay. I don't know if he's going to be short or tall or what. And I'm just like, ugh. Anyway, either one, I'm going to have to be ready for it because he has an appetite on him. Okay. That's yes, he does. I remember that. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that little boy can put away some food. Man. And I'm just like, and I'm like, where do you put it? You know, but he's gotten on this thing now where he, um, to eat, and then he'd be like, oh, I'm full, or I'm good. Like yesterday, he only ate one, but he ate a lot. And then he was done. I'm like, you're not going to eat dinner? He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, mm. So I'm wondering where that's going to, you know, where that's going to take me today. Every day is an experience. We'll see. We shall see. Um, all right. We're going to pray. And then I'm going to let y'all go because y'all awesome ladies always hanging with me to the end. Um, Yeah, y'all awesome. Okay, so um, okay, uh, I feel led to pray for Vanessa. So, Father God, we pray for Vanessa right now. Whatever issue or circumstances, Lord, we ask that you will watch over and keep her. Give her joy. Give her strength in whatever issue she's dealing with. If it's the job or her health or family, Lord, we stand in agreement with her prayer. Because you said where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. And so, Lord, we stand with her as that two or three because the Holy Spirit is a witness as well. And so, Lord, because of that, we know that you will answer the prayer of that, of your child, Vanessa, and what she is ever in need of. And so, Lord, we ask that you just continue to protect her and hold her up as she goes through whatever this issue is, oh God for her good and for your glory. And then we assure we pray, amen. Amen. Um, uh, Erica and her crew, her football team, you pray <laughs> for her football team first, all the players that's on and off the field, sitting on the bench, but, you know, everybody is going through their own circumstance or situation. And 
knowing and unknowing to you, Erica. And we just pray. We stand in agreement with your prayers for them. And we also pray for them and their individual issues. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to, just as they watch her walk and gain strength from her walk, Lord, we pray that they will continue to get into their relationship with you more and more and draw more and more into your word and to find out your will for their life. Father God, we ask that you will continue to strengthen them and keep them as they choose you, as they choose to be in your will and in your way. And Lord, to show them the way. You are the truth and the light. And so, Lord, we just ask that you will let them see um, the light in there in Erica. And that as they see the light, they continue to walk towards it and the promise that you have made for each individual person. And Lord, we just thank you in advance. We pray for Erica right now. And we ask that you would strengthen her as she stands on your promise of God that as she walks in obedience to your will, that you will cover her and keep her. Lord, just continue to let her continue on the path of willingness and faith and have patience that you will work a perfect work and that she will not receive the IKEA promise, but fully assembled and ready for use when she receives it with the directions on how to use it, when to use it, where to use it. And Lord, we just thank you for the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you have given to her and the certain power that she has. And Lord, we just ask that you just continue to keep her and hold on to her as she walks by faith and not by sight. For her good and for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I got, I'm got. i going to share the, the, the dream I was talking about. It, it was Erica. It was basically this call. Just like, like even now, the three of us on the call. And Sam chimed in and said um, something about. Uh, you know, reminding Erica that, you know, he was going to put information out there for everybody to find out about this conference or something that was going to happen um, on the 12th. It was supposed to be in 12 days, 12 days. And um, Erica was like, that's too soon. Because this is day 11. And so he was like, yeah, you know, that laugh that he does. But, and so she was like, are you serious right now? She was like, and so I asked the question, I was like, but what's wrong with that? I was thinking it was going to, and and my question was, 
okay, next month on the 12th, that's fine, right? And she says, Erica says, no, he's talking about it was supposed to be 12 days. 12, he is, he gave the, he gave the prophecy 12 days ago, and this is day 11, and she kept saying day 11, and I'm like, okay. And so um, that's what kept sticking out for me, day 11 and day 12. Those two numbers kept popping up. And so I looked up what the number 11 meant, and that's what kept me up, Pam, because the number 11 um, means uh, <laughs> yeah, the number 11, I was just like, oh, Lord, okay. You know, like, oh, here we go. And I told my sister, I said, I'd rather my sister have these kind of dreams and not me. Um, because actually this is the last month on the Jewish calendar. This is the last month on the Jewish calendar. And um, the number 11 has Um, and the number 12 are very significant. Um, The number 11 in biblical terms, it symbolizes disorder, chaos, and judgment. And I was like, okay, so this is day 11. And I was thinking about, and I'm like, it's kind of strange to have this dream. And, you know, you got the hurricane and, and the tornado. They were also talking about tornadoes and all this other stuff that's going on. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know. Um, and then the, and the politics and the marches and the, just all the just the the chaos is going on, and one of the things that was standing out for me even before I had the dream was we're being we're being corralled we're being corralled to something significant. And it's not going to be far good. And so after the number 11, it's the number 12. Um, of course, you know that. But with the number 12, the number 12 means um, the perfect governmental foundation. And I was like, we've been talking about the mountains and stuff on the call, but we're also talking about Nadi and the one world government and the one world religion and 
all this other stuff. And I'm like, with everything that's going on, it's setting up for this thing. And I'm like, we're we're given a warning. Now, what you're going to do with the warning is up to you, you know. So it's it's like that kind of thing. And so um, I I thought I'd just share that because I just you know it it really bothered me. It, the dream bothered me. The significance of it bothered me for it to be around this time and some of the things that I've been hearing on the news and stuff. And it's just like it's about to not be right. And so um, we just have to be prayerful. We have to be prayerful and just ready um, and not look at what the news is saying, but look at what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us because the news is very deceptive. It's a program. They're a program. And their program is not the program of God. So just be aware of that. Um, so I'm going to pray for you. Um, so, Lord, we just thank you for Pam. And we thank you for her diligence. And we thank you for her patience. And we thank you for her hard work, oh God, being available and availing herself to do whatever needs to be done. She is the the um the Jackie of all the trades. She's the the um the one that people turn to 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 get the job done when no one else is there. And so Lord we just thank you for her continued health and strength for continued favor. And, and Lord, we just ask that you continue to watch over her and keep her as she waits on the promises that you have made to her and that she has accepted. And Lord, we just ask that you just give her the patience that she needs to hold on until her promise manifests. As she continues to move and do that which needs to be done until it comes, Lord. Give her strength and the grace and the mercy that only you can provide for her good and for her glo- and for your glory. In the name we assure you pray. Amen. Amen. And Erica says, Really, Felicia, what I gotta do with that? Huh? Huh? I can't with the three of y'all. You, Mark, Sam. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Love you. Love you. <laughs> now you sounded like Sam for real. But I mean, it was a dream. But it just—it it was just—it it, it, again, it was so vivid because her voice. It was her voice and her. And, and her eyebrows, you know, because I've met all of you, I I see kind of your facial expression when you guys make your comments. And so she was just like, 
really, like she just said, really, like really two days, like why are you putting me on a deadline, you know? But it wasn't her deadline. It's really just she's the symbol of all of us in the dream. Like we have to be, you know, pay attention, you know, paying attention to what's going on because there's so much going on, but our eyes can't catch it all. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit to show it to us. As well as you, ma'am, you need to let the Holy Spirit show it to you. I'm going to shut up. Anyway. um, She said, I went to bed with stuff. What's love got to do with this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're angry. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, It's all right. But you got it, though. You got it. Yeah. Go shut up. Uh, Before you. (laughs) uh, He says, I hear you, God. I hear you. (laughs) Oh. We pray for Sam right now. Lord, we thank you for Sam. We thank you for Mark. We thank you for just all the calls that we do, the Bible study, the prayer call, the health call. I could I chimed in. I, I was on and off that call, too, when he was talking about abandonment issues. And, you know, um, and, that's, and that's one of the promises of God. Like, he'll never abandon us. You know, I mean, he adopted us. So he's just like, I adopted you. When you accepted my son, I adopted you. So you're good. You know, I'll clean you up and everything, you know. Got you new clothes and, you know, providing provision and protection, all of that. I got you, you know. So we just have to... um Again, you know, coming out of ourselves and and not remembering and not dwelling on the um, the abandonment issue because I had a dream about that too. Like we have to stop, you know. Um, dwelling on what was and dwell on what is. And because I had a dream about talking to my brother, um, you know, and how we blame our father for the way we act now. And it's like you can't, can't blame him anymore, you know. Excuse me. I mean, I'm just learning that now, but excuse me. I mean, once you reach a certain age, it starts being your choice, you know? So you, you have to start living past the abandonment and be like, okay, I choose today, you know, to not be. And I and I started that. I think 
I had started before, but after I heard that on was it Thursday, I've been really trying to focus on that. Like I'm not my mom, I'm not my dad, I'm not my sister. I said I want to be the. As I was like, so now my prayer is, Lord, let me be the best Alicia and Long I can be. You know, I don't want, um, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not picking up anybody else's health. I'm not picking up anybody else's issues. I'm dropping all the baggage right here. And I want to be the best Felicia and Long I can be. Not what my mom was, not what my dad was. No matter what they spoke over my life, you know. And that's pretty much my my thing right now. And so far, so good. So far, so good. It's a slow process. It's a process. It's a process. Um, but one that I am, um, I'm liking. So, anyway. Um, so we pray for Sam. Well, we thank you for Sam. And in his absence and all that, he does on a daily, you know, we thank you for his mentorship and we thank you for his sharing and his obedience and his ministering, sacrificing his time. And we just thank you because in spite of all that he has to do in a day, his willingness to um, to share himself. If it's two or eight hours, he's there. He might put us on hold, make a phone call, but he always comes back, you know, and he always gives up himself, and he's obedient to your leading. And he knows how to give tough love when he needs to, even though sometimes he's stubborn when it comes to himself. But, Lord, we just thank you. And we ask that you continue to protect him and keep him, hold him up as he goes out today. We speak traveling mercy and that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. We ask that you will watch over him. We cover him under the blood of your son, protecting him from all, all hurt, harm, and danger. Watch over his family, his three nine-year-olds, and his daughter, and his seven decrees of separation. For his good, but for your glory, and in your show, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, we pray for Lisa and Arthur, the educators on this call, on this line, as they start school or get ready to start school. 
But we ask that you will keep them, hold on to them as they go. Give them the unction to pray over each and every chair. Pray over the posts of the door and the doorknob of their classroom. Let the classroom be a holy place, oh God. Even though they might not be able to speak your name or that of your son, but as they pray over the room, let the atmosphere change because of your presence. Let those students that walk through the door feel your presence, and even though they might walk in one way, they walk out another, changed because of the peace and the love and the patience that they feel that emanates from Lisa and Arthur. And any other teacher that believes on you, give them that. Give them that that unction to pray over the chairs and the doorposts of their room so that the the atmosphere of your presence changes the spirit, touches the spirit, soul, and body of each child they come into contact with in any given day. And Lord, we just ask that you would just watch over them and keep them. Let them not get discouraged and weary and well-doing, but strengthen them and keep them as only you can. Watch over their family and their finances as they give of themselves so they will not have, um, they will not be stretched beyond their their faith, oh God, but stretch their faith in you and the promises that you have given as they pray for each and every child. Let the eyes of their discerning, their discernment be open and so that they can treat each child as an individual and be able to treat them and show them the individuality. Um that they're not just a, 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 a number in the seat, but they are Shaniqua or Bill or Tom or whatever their names are, oh God, and that they see them for who they are, for their good, but for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, um, anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer? Go on once. Go on twice. (laughs) We pray for Sherry. And oh Lord, what is her husband's name? I cannot think of it. We pray for Sherry right now. Lord, just watch over her mind. Watch over her spirit, oh God. Give her peace. That passes all understanding. 
And as she acknowledges you, just direct her path, oh God. Her and her husband, let them them find the balance that they need to get through this moment in time. And we thank you in advance for your grace and favor. And then we assure you pray, amen. Amen. All right. Gluey. Thank you, Lord. Because I was going to bother me. Oh, okay. All right. Um, if that is it, any, anybody else we need to pray for? School starts today for the kids in the suburbs. So, Father, this is the first day of school. And, Lord, we just thank you. Give them um, travel and mercy. Let this first day of school be of peace. And let it reflect how the rest of the school year is going to be. So let it start in peace and end in peace. No fights, no bullying, no clicks. Just school. Let everyone be respectful to the teachers, to each other, to themselves. That no old residue of what happened last school year come over into this school year. Let this really be a clean slate, oh God. And we thank you in advance for your protection. Go into each school, oh God, and just change the atmosphere. Let them not walk in fear. Let them not walk in jealousy, envy, or angst. And have them ready to learn and be open to learning for their good, but for your glory. And then we'll show you the prayer. Amen. Amen. All right. That is the end of Bible study, if you could pray us out, Miss Pam, I'd appreciate it. Again, as always, thank you, ladies, for walking with me through the book. No problem, Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I just thank you for this call allowing us to come together in fellowship and to learn and to share in your word. Father, I pray that those that called in this morning, listened in this morning, and those that may listen to the recorded uh, message afterwards, that they hear something in this call, Father, that will touch them and help them in their walk with you, Father. Father, we, we lift up Sister Felicia, thanking her for her continued obedience in getting up every Monday morning and leading this call as she is called to do. 
Father, we thank you for the revelation that you give her and the discernment and the the wisdom that you give her and being able to break down your word so that we can understand it. Father, we just thank you for the blessings that you are continuing to bestow upon her, taking care of her family. Father, we pray for her health and wellness as well as that for her household and her family. Father, we just thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You ladies have a blessed day. Are we going to next Monday is Labor Day? Are we having um the call on Monday? Um You know what? Uh yeah. Um Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, let me know before Sunday so I can, you know, put it in the announcement. Okay. I'll let you know. Okie dokie. Okay. Okay. Everyone have a blessed day. Okay. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.